the hurt that I, if I knew I was going to hurt so much when my mom passed away, I never would have loved her less to try to to avoid that hurt. I never would have done that. I would have missed out on so much. And, and even to this day, I don't stop loving. I've never lost that hope that there's going to be more joy. That's another thing. It's like, I'm amazed at how my heart continues to just get bigger and bigger. Because when you lose your husband, you think, okay, um, you know, now what am I going to be alone forever? But it's amazing how I can still love Jim as much as I ever did, but yet my heart expanded. And now I love Waylon too. And it's, it's not one or the other, it's truly both in their own special way. And it's, it's just really, my heart just continues to grow and grow and grow. Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. All right, ladies, today I am joined by Miss Jody Harper with Clarity MD, and we're going to have a real conversation about loss, about embracing our feelings, about how loss can be used for purpose, and how do we keep our hearts open through a very difficult season. Jody, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Nadine. Thanks for having me. Yes. Let's dive in. So when I was 33 years old, I got a phone call from my mom who was 100% healthy and probably the strongest, most wonderful person I've ever known. And she said, I have breast cancer. And um, that started a journey for us that ended six months later when she passed away. And she was 55 years old. And it was the scariest, most horrible time in my whole life because your mom is your anchor. Your mom is the person that is with you all the time, no matter what, you know, she picks you up when you fall. And even as an adult, I think um, we take, take for granted what our mom does for us. They're just this core for us. So I've had to travel my life. Um, I hadn't been married. um, So, you know, at my first wedding, I, I had to um, be without my mom. When I had my first baby, I had to be without my mom. And even now, as I'm raising my family, there's just so many times I pick up the phone and I want to call her. But what has happened with that and what I've noticed through the years is that it puts me, um, it gives me a really wonderful opportunity. And the first time I noticed that was when one of my friend's moms had passed away and I walked into her visitation. Her name was Karen, or her name still is Karen, but when I walked in, she saw me clear across the room and she ran over to me and she gave me a big hug. And she said, finally, somebody who understands what I'm going through. And in that moment, our hearts connected. And I really felt that even though I had suffered all this loss, it was something that I could then share and help take the burden off of, of someone else. So it was really an amazing revelation for me that everything I had been through that might actually have a purpose. Wow, man, you said so many things, Jody, that I just need to like pause and address. Number one, I'm so sorry for the loss of your mama. And the fact that it happened 
you know, like it was like out of nowhere. It wasn't like quick, but it was like, it was quick. Like it was within so quick. Months. I mean, that is, that is really sad. And we all need our mom. You know, I realized that like at every age we need our mom. She plays such a role. Um, and so the other thing, the yeah. other thing I noticed Nadine was, um, that there so many people don't have a very good relationship with their mom. Yeah. And so I was fortunate enough to have the best mom in the whole world for 33 years. Yeah. And some people who live a lifetime and never get that opportunity. So how lucky am I yeah. to have had this angel on earth where some people struggle every day to have the, a relationship with their mom. So I feel so fortunate to have had her. Of course, it's terrible that we lost her so early, but, um, you know, we had that relationship and I, she's made me who I am today. It's beautiful. And I can imagine she was probably an amazing woman, just knowing who you are, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, you know, and I, I just, I'm listening to this perspective of, yes, I lost my mom, but I'm grateful for the time I did have. And the fact that we did have a great relationship, what an amazing perspective to have. And then the other thing is the perspective of, um, you know, my suffering and my loss can be used for purpose. And, you know, when Karen lost her mom, I was the one that was able to help her get through that season. Not I, but like, that's what you were saying. Absolutely. Yes. So, so I just think it's amazing how, like when we go through suffering, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but then in the big scheme of things, like it can always be used for good. Absolutely. My next experience with loss, um, I lost a baby. I was 20 weeks pregnant and um, lost that baby at 20 weeks and four days. And again, one of the most difficult things I had ever been through. Um, it was about a year later, maybe two years later, that I found a group called the Tears Foundation, and it's based out of Washington State. And so I explored that more. And it's a, it's a foundation that helps moms in families who have lost babies in utero or during the first year of that baby's life. And so I started the Indiana chapter of the Tears Foundation. Uh, we were uh, the, first, the first time we had it in Indiana. So uh, it was pretty exciting. So I ran that uh, not-for-profit for two years and we raised money and we were helping women in Indiana who suffer the same losses. Wow. And again, just such a deep, tremendous, devastating loss to lose a child because that never, you're, you're never the same after that. Never. Never. Um, yet your perspective was, okay, well, how can I use this for good? And I'm assuming you went through like a grieving season and you went through a time where you weren't thinking necessarily about how do I help others? Oh, right? no, of course. Right. Yeah. No, the first year or two years, you're just still in that very dark place. And, and it's, you know, I think, I think God has so much to do with it. I was walking on the beach with a, with a friend of mine and she said, you know, I have a friend who is in this, the tears foundation. I'm like, what's the tears foundation. So mm. she told me, and it just, it made perfect sense. So God led me right, right to that organization. And, and I think it helped in the grieving process for the, the next two years, I was ready to really focus out and do things for other people. And that helps, I think the grieving process as well. Um, I'm looking up a verse because you're making me think of a, of a specific Bible verse. And I just found it. Um, it's Genesis 50, 20. And it says, this is the NLT. Um, and it's, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. 
Um, and I love that verse of like, what the enemy means for harm, God will use for good to save the lives of many. And you're living proof of that. Like with the loss of your mom, you've used it to help friends. Like with the loss of this baby, you've used it to help so many women through the Tears Foundation. That is incredible that you were able to take something that worked for you and then bring it to other women. And I know there's more to your story. So keep sharing. So the, the next loss I had was three years later. Um, my husband and I were able to have a child successfully, which was wonderful. We call that our rainbow baby. So his name is Alex. And uh, when Alex was 18 months old, we found out that Jim had testicular cancer. And so we, for the next year, struggled with surgeries and chemotherapy and more surgeries. And he um, eventually succumbed to that cancer on Christmas Eve of 2014. So he, we lost my husband and my son's father um, on, on Christmas Eve. And it has just been really hard. So one of the things that, because Nadine, I've heard you talk so much about seasons and how this might be a season for grieving or a season for a happiness. But what I found in my life is that all of those seasons can come in one day or one minute. Yes. And for instance, let's just talk about Christmas because my mom's favorite holiday was Christmas. So every Christmas is very nostalgic because I put the ornaments on the trees and we do all the traditions that we usually had. And so I'm thinking of my mom and then my husband passes away on Christmas Eve. So every Christmas Eve is another anniversary of a very difficult time. So I'm feeling sad and I'm grieving and I'm doing these things, but at the same time I'm remarried. So I have a wonderful new husband. So I'm very happy. And just, just the season itself is such a joyful season. I feel joy uh, and happiness during the season. So, and then just to be joyful for my children. So it's, you know, I can feel sad and really sad and really happy at exactly the same moment and is the most sometimes the most difficult to really you know go through those emotions and and come out the other side but i think that i always tell people as well i'm like you hurt more i think when you love more so the people who are hurting the most i'm like that's because you love so deeply um so it's a good thing and you were loved so deeply and and that's also good so trying to, again, when you're feeling the hard part to just sit with it and feel it, and then you can move into the joyful parts a little better. That's sort of how I deal with it. But it's, it's just interesting how, how quickly those feelings can happen. Yeah. And I love that you, you shared that Jody, because you're right that when you love deeply, you feel deeply and you hurt deeply, right? Yes. yes. But if you numb it, then you, you don't get the joys and you don't get the right. suffering as much. Right. Right. But it's still there. It's still, I would never so trade it. I would never trade it. The hurt that I, if I knew I was going to hurt so much when my mom passed away, I never would have loved her less to try to, to avoid that hurt. I never would have done that. I would have missed out on so much. And, and even to this day, I don't stop loving. I've never lost that hope that there's going to be more joy. That's another thing. It's like, I'm amazed at how my heart continues to just get bigger and bigger. Cause when you lose your husband, you think, okay, um, you know, now what am I going to be alone forever? But it's amazing how I can still love Jim 
as much as I ever did, but yet my heart expanded. And now I love Waylon too. And it's, it's not one or the other, it's truly both in their own special way. And it's, it's just really, my heart just continues to grow and grow and grow. I add kids to, you know, we fostered and adopted a, a baby. And so I have Alex and then I have stepkids and, and it's not like, you know, there's just enough room. It's there's abundance. There's, you know, there's enough room in there for everybody and love can just keep growing. And it just becomes more fun all the time. That's so beautiful because, you know, as a woman, your heart could have gotten hardened. Yes. Right? The yes. first loss and then the yes. second loss and then the third loss and a lot of women, you know, rightfully so they, they protect, they self-protect, they hide, they numb, they avoid feeling all their feelings. But then when we numb all of that, then we also miss out on the love that's possible. And so I love that your encouragement of, Hey, let's feel all of our feelings. Let's feel the yuck and let's feel the joy. And sometimes they coexist and it's bizarre, but, but that's us being alive and let's embrace it versus ignore it or hide or, you know, like numb it or ignore it, or I already said, ignore it, but you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. And I think you're exactly right. It's just keep moving. You just keep moving through it and you will get to a a different season and a better place. And the grief never goes away. My mom died in 2006. And to this day, I can smell a smell or hear a song or, and it just comes flooding back all of that. And, and it's, it never goes away. So you don't get over missing something, somebody. And, but I think you, again, I almost treasure those feelings because I know that that love still is there because it hasn't gone away. So it's really just changing and transforming um, what you're feeling and, and trying to make some positive out of it, even though it could just really bring you down. Yeah. So if, if I had to ask you, you know, what would you say to a woman who's sitting through some heavy loss, maybe, and, and, and it could be something simple, like they just lost their job, but it could be something big, like they lost a child or a loved one or um, a marriage or, you know, like what would you, what advice would you give knowing all the things that you know now? I think the biggest thing is that first of all, everything that you're feeling is completely normal there's, there's no wrong feeling. If you're feeling angry, that's okay. If you're feeling jealous about something, that's okay too. If you're, you know, even my feelings toward God have changed. I've been angry with God before, you know what? And he can take it. It seems (laughs) he keeps coming back to me. Um, you know, so it's just really whatever you're feeling is completely normal and it's okay. You can be angry at the person for being sick, even though it's not their fault, but that's okay. Um, and, or whatever the situation is. And I think that, um, accepting that and giving yourself permission to feel what you need to feel is the biggest thing, because then you don't shut it down and you don't, so you have to feel it and you have to feel it to move through it. Unfortunately, that's just the way energy is. That's the way our bodies are. If you stop it, then it becomes trapped in you somewhere. And then it can cause all kinds of problems later. So you have to, when you're feeling it, if you're in a place that you can let the tears fall, or if you can hug a friend, or if you can call someone, I mean, I really encourage you to do that because for years I didn't do that with my mom. And since I have worked so hard to try to work through that grief um, instead of just jumping back into work and making myself busy. So really just feeling the feelings and finding a safe place to do that. Um, And just knowing that something better is going to happen. Even the, the job, 
I've never really lost a job per se, but I've been in a job situation that has changed. So for instance, we had our program director leave and she was one of my favorite people ever, ever, ever. And I thought, well, I'm not even going to want to work here anymore because without her here, this program is not going to be what it used to be. And so she left and the next person came in and it was better than before. So the other thing I've learned through the years is just like, you know, God is closing doors and opening doors and creating experiences for you. So never give up. So if you are in a situation where you don't have a certain job anymore, I, th I believe it's just because something better is coming. And so you have to just keep preparing yourself and, and stay open for it. Um, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned with infertility, because my son is an infertility baby and we, we struggled so much to try to get pregnant after I lost grace. Um, that after we had Alex, I couldn't get pregnant again. So to accept that was really difficult for us. Um, and then, you know, I said, well, I believe that God isn't finished with my family. I just felt that in my heart. And so I just opened all the doors. I, we looked at surrogacy and we looked at fostering and we looked at adoption and we looked at all these different things that we could do. And I said, I know God's bringing me another baby. I just don't know how. So I'm just going to open all the doors and, when you look back on it now, I remember the phone call when Gabriel came into our lives and I was on my way home. My husband was cooking dinner. He turned off the stove and he's like, met me at the door and he said, Jody, we're going to pick up our baby. And I said, okay, on the way home, I didn't know we were doing this, but when I got home, we went to pick him up. We had nothing. He was 18 months old. We, they handed us a car seat and two diapers and they're like, bye-bye. And we've had him ever since we adopted wow. him a year ago in July. So he's now four and uh, yeah, he's, he's amazing. That's amazing. But had I not, I think in the grief part of it, when you feel like you can't move forward for me, it helped just to take some steps. It helps just to look into something or lean into this or fill out this application. And you don't always have to do anything, but it just opening those doors for the, for God to give you those blessings, I think is the important thing. You have to be ready to receive them. Um, and that's been huge for me because I never know which Avenue he's going to bring, bring my next miracle. So I just create all kinds of, I have open doors. Yes, that's so good. And you know, it's in, what's interesting is something that I feel God is working on me with is uh, this promised land is not a um, destination. And so what I mean by that is like, when you think about the Egyptians, they had to go through the wilderness. They went through this like 40 years of wilderness, right? And this journey could have been 11 days, but it took them 40 years. And here I am going, well, I don't want my journey to take me 40 years. I want it to take me 11 days if it only is supposed to take 11 days. So how quickly can I get out of the wilderness? And what I'm getting from this conversation that I feel like God is already working on my heart with is that like there's always going to be wilderness and there's always going to be challenges, but there's also going to be joy. And it's like, it's just like, it's just life is messy and it's beautiful. Exactly. And embrace it. And that the promised land isn't a destination. It's a perspective. Absolutely. So it's not like when I have a baby, then I'll be happy. When I get this job, then I'll be happy. When I overcome my grief, then I'll be happy. When I find love, then I'll be happy. It's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's a perspective change. It's an attitude of, okay, I am feeling sad. And this, there is heavy loss. And I, I, this is really, really hard, but there's also good all around me. And I can enjoy the good and still be in grief. That's when I, all of my patients, if they're going through a, a rough season, I see a lot of patients, I work at a wound center and they oftentimes have cancer or, 
And I'm always like, find something joyful every single day. I write it on my prescription because you can find joy in every day, even on those hardest days, whether it's just putting your face in the sun or putting your feet in the grass or getting that hug from a friend or finding someone that makes you laugh, even though when you think you can't anymore. And those are the best laughs. Um, and you can feel guilty about laughing too. I've, I mean, uh, there's times when I laughed and I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing because my husband just died, but it's okay. It's okay to laugh and give yourself permission to do that. And it's healthy. And, you know, there's just no wrong way of doing it except staying stuck. And so that's, that's the scariest part for me is I just don't want to stay stuck. You know, I give my, I've given myself permission to grieve. I've given myself permission to have bad days. I make it sound so easy when we talk like this, because I mean, you think about what 2006 was, it was what, 15, 16 years ago. And you know, this is my journey over 16 years. So it's not like, right. Oh, I woke up one day and I just was like, okay, now I'm, you know, this is how I deal with things. It's just, right. There have been days I've been very dark and it's been very hard to get out of bed and very hard to imagine a future at all where when you wake up, you don't want to, you're not sick to your stomach and you're not, you know, where you realize that your baby's gone every morning when you wake up and you just almost throw up because the pain is so horrible. And those days are so hard, but there is hope at the end of those. I mean, and you it does get lighter and it, it does get better. And so you can keep taking those steps forward. And sometimes it's one breath at a time. Sometimes yeah. it's a step, sometimes it's a day. So I could just give people encouragement just to, to reach for whatever brings them even the tiniest bit of joy, hold on to that because that's, what's going to pull them through. That's beautiful. So as we start to wrap this up, ladies, I just want to invite you to, uh, just embrace all your feelings, the good, the bad, and the in-between. Um, you know, usually I like do like an invitation of like, I challenge you to do X, Y, Z, but today I think it's just embracing it all and feeling it all and finding the joy regardless of what you're going through and using whatever pain or suffering you've been through. Maybe think about like, how can I use this for purpose? How can I use this to help one other person? Uh, because then that brings meaning to the suffering. Absolutely. And and you never know who you're going to impact. I mean, you're surrounded by people all the time and we never know what people are going through. And so it's just been amazing the people I've touched that I didn't even know I was touching, um, you know, by my stories or just a hug or just my attitude or just whatever. So it's just, it's been amazing. That's awesome. Um, Jody, is there anything else that you want to wrap us up with that you want to say to any of the women listening today? Or men, there might be men listening. Well, okay. I can write prescriptions for anyone who needs me to write to say find joy in every day if they need that little. So I'm happy to do that for free. <laughs> that. I'll write prescription just for you. Um, but no, I mean, I just finding the purpose. Yeah. I love that. Just like, that's such a great way to wrap it up of like finding joy every day. Like every day. joy every day. Look for it. Because it's there. It's there. Yes. God is good. Yes. Yes. Life is hard, but God is good. Life is hard, but God is good. That's good. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you, Jody. Thank you, ladies. We love you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. 
For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose, and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.